0: February 14th, 2023. We're in Masechet B'etz'ah Daf Vav Amud Aleph at the very top, says the Gemara Amar Rava. Ravah talks about an unfortunate circumstance. Met biyom tob rishon amamin. Met biyom tob sheni Yisrael. Statement of Rava, circumstance, again, as I said, tragic and unfortunate, yom tob and there's a deceased body which is incumbent upon you to bury. If it's Yom Tobrishon, and it's the time to bury, amamin. it's not the Jews, it's not Jewish people, the family members who are allowed to be involved in the burial, but rather Amamin means non-Jews are told to do so. The isur of uh, telling a non-Jew to do a melakha is an isur midrabbanan. it's called Amira Lenokhri, we assume it's Shevut, it's on the level of Rabbinic prohibition, and as a result, instead of the Jew taking care of it or Jewish family taking care of it, which would entail Isurim Minha Torah, the digging up of the grave, the covering of the grave with dirt afterwards, or Isurim from the Torah, we have non Jews take care of it. Does that mean that the Jewish family, Jewish members can't move the body, move the casket to the place of burial? Well, on that matter, as I mentioned yesterday, we have the Mishnah and Daf Yod Bet, we have the opinion of Bet Hillel. Bet Hillel makes clear that Mitok Shehutra, the fact that you have a heter on Yom Tov for Sorech Ochil Nefesh, many of the Melachot are permitted in order to bring forth food for enjoyment of the day. So there's a heter as well for Sorech Mitzvah, for performance of Mitzvot. So the Melachav Hotza'ah might be permitted in such a circumstance, perhaps is clearly permitted in such a situation. What about the problem of the body of the deceased, as Jared was asking, I think yesterday, being a problem of mukzeh? Does that pose an issue? Do we say that kavod hamet, that the uh, proper attendance uh, and, and tending to the body of the deceased and making certain that the proper dignity is given to it, pushes aside an sur of mukzeh, which is only rabbinic in nature. There's the a dispute about that matter, but at the very least what canon would be done if, in theory, this was taking place is what the Gemara Masechet Shabbat and Mem Gimal has as recorded in Machlok, between Rav and Shemuel, the opinion of Rav is in order to transport the body you take hikar or tinok. In other words, you take either bread or a young child and you have them adjacent together with the body. So this way, when you're moving the body out, you're not just moving matter, that's asur, but you explain it as moving a matter, a situation, which is mutar, bread, which you might eat afterwards, a child who we want to live a long life and to play with and take care of. And so as a result, that's how you tend to the isur of mukse in such a circumstance. Yes, Jeffrey? Is the last thing that you should earn? State. It's an interesting question. Uh, the assumption as I mentioned yesterday of Rashi is you don't really have much of a choice. In other words, you're at the point now on Yom Tov Rishon where there needs to be burial. The Gemara will make this a little bit more explicit as we go along with regards to Yom Tov Sheni at the very least. But what we're talking about is, according to Rashi, the death took place for argument's sake the day beforehand, which was Shabbat, or alternatively, tomorrow is Shabbat. Mm-hmm. You don't have much of a choice with regards to burial. If you leave the burial out, it'll dec- the body out, it'll decay. But, Question in inter- Turkey. When Yosher sure was at war, yes, the sun so if you bury the dead. That was a holiday. or wanted to the dead. A regular circumstance, but you want to bury as as quickly as you can when you're dealing with a circumstance where you don't have any surah. But again, to, to the issue of decay, you don't have that as relevant today. That's not to say that we are altogether lenient, but with regards to today, where the bodies won't decompose because we have them in morgues which are going to uh, properly cool the body in such a circumstance, happens to be. I mean, before we even go onward in the Gemara, to the best of my knowledge, certainly our Hevra, the Hevrat of the community will never bury or even have non-Jews bury on Yom Tov. We will hold the body in the morgue until Yom Tov Sheni. Yom Tov Sheni, however, as the Gemara is describing, is when there can and maybe should be a burial. We'll talk about that one as well in just a moment or two. But that's that's uh, that that is clear. And again, we talked about this in Masechet Sanhedrin about the importance of burying as quickly as possible. There are circumstances. The Gemara told us over there. If it's for kavot hamit, in other words, the person was a dignified individual. You want family members. You want the congregation to be present. You could sometimes push it off a day. But we're not pushing it off much more, or at all, more than that. Anyway, statement of Ravadan is, Met yom rishon amamim. as I mentioned, it's a theory uh, statement with regards to our practice today. We won't have that. We won't bury on Yom Tobrishon. Met B'yom Tob Sheni, if the circumstances, alternatively, that the death, the burial, is incumbent upon the family mem- family members and relatives to bury and it's Yom Tob Sheni, then, which we would do under many circumstances today, and we'll discuss how, then even Jews can and would be involved in the burial. How do you rationalize that? Of course, it's Yom Tov Sheni. Yom Tov Sheni is still Yom Tov, is it not? So as mahloket with regards to understanding this line, um, be, between Slach, who his name was Rabbi Haskelanda he was one of the Gedolei HaAharonim, the chief rabbi of Prague some several hundred years ago, and Ture Evin, with regards to when is this relevant? Now, it's certainly relevant today. Was this always relevant? In other words, during a time and era, during which on Yom Tob Sheni, outside of Israel, outside of the areas where the messengers came, they actually had a doubt. They weren't certain, is today Yom Tob or not? Would this be relevant? You're really going to tell them, go ahead and bury? That's a safek deoraitah. They're really uncertain about whether today is Yom Tov, or is it specifically, as Tzlach suggests, only after we now are yad'inan Bikvi arhaz, the Gemara told us already on Dafhe. In other words, the Gemara already explained to us it's something we're familiar with from the days of Hilal Hasheni, that's the individual we attribute with putting this system together. We know the calendar. We keep only Yom Tob Sheni because of Minhaga Votenu Biyadenu. We continue, Mitam, we saw that in the Gemara. We continue with this uh, with this adherence to this as a custom, as a strong custom, as a communal national custom, but ultimately speaking it's severe. Its strength has diminished. According to Tzlach, this statement that on Yom Tob Sheni we're going to permit even again isurim in HaTorah, even the digging and the and the covering. Well that's gonna be specifically after we already were familiar with and know when Yom Tob is, meaning on the first day. That's, that's an important distinction to be made. Today even disagrees, but slach, generally speaking, although Hacham Bade Yosef asks on slach and has has a bit of a conversation about it. Generally speaking, is the easiest way to interpret these words of the Gemara, but ultimately speaking again. Next lines in the Gemara. Now we haven't t- touched on that, but literally in the next words in the Gemara. Give it a second. But Give why it, is it a second. Not something else. Why this? It not is. two. It's one. Kavod ha Kavod ha uh-huh. The Gemara is gonna the is gonna say this again. We're not dealing with a or All right. You're saying uh, in the past. That's really its last question: is, is how it could have worked in the past. That's right. The Gemara is and will in a few moments have these words that Yom Tov Sheni, when you're dealing with mit, is kehol Shavua Rabanan. The Chachamim almost established it as a weekday. That no, doesn't mean a full week. But klape mit, you're going to have such realities. Again, there are dangers, and I'll talk about that in a few moments as well, how Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was specifically nervous about these dangers. You talk like that to the regular layperson, especially America some 50, 60 years ago, but even today, and at any point, you say to a person, listen, when it comes to death and burial, It's like a weekday, everything gets opened up. Now he's told me weekday, those are the words of the Gemara, Gets very dangerous. He was nervous specifically about that, knowing that we have morgues that will hold on to the bodies, uh, uh, compose the body uh, appropriately. He was a lot more nervous, even allowing on second day Yom Tov, on, on regular yamim tobim. Anyway, in the Gemara, the statement of Rava continues, says, yamim rosh says, The statement of Rava is because of Kavod HaMet, Mars, specifically because we're dealing with a body, a body of a member of Am Yisrael. Again, we learned in Masechet Sanhedrin, the dignity, the honor, which is owed to a body, whether alive or dead, of a member of Am Yisrael, by extension non-Jews as well, but really a member of Am Yisrael was our fear and our our focus. Well, that being the case, even on Shinei Yamim Tobim Shel Rosh Hashanah, we're going to have such leniency. Same laws, same laws. In other words, Yom Tob Shini, we're going to say Al Yidei Yisrael, not Al not, Yisrael not on both days. This is contradistinction distinction of in in contrast, of course, to ba when we were dealing with betza betza shenolda on Rosh Hashanah if it was on Yom Rishon it's a surb Yom sheni of Rosh Hashanah we said kedusha Ahat. so when it comes to kavod hamet we're going to envision the second day as having a diminished status when it came to the isura of noladi sort of the sort of whatever it was with betza. We have an old memory of that sort of matter. Well, when it came to that, we had the stringencies. You're enjoying this own? Uh, let's curtail that. Let's understand on Rosh Hashanah it might be kedusha hat According to Rava, Rav, it's going to be kedusha hat But when it came to burial, we have specific and particular um, leniencies. Says the Gemara, there's a dissenting opinion. The dissenting opinion seems to be even more lenient, extending this leniency on Rosh Hashanah to betza. Uh, Met is mitzvah. Absolutely. Metzvah is the thing. Simchat yom tov, you can say the thing. I think you get it character of Okay. But 100%, yeah. listen, Nathan, ultimately fair. speaking, metzvah is... That's that's the uh, status. Again, Neharda'e, the Gemara will quote from the rabbis, the scholars of Neharda'a. Neharda'a was one of the academies of Torah in Bavil. And they went even by Betza. Now this brings us back briefly to the conversation we had on Davhia Beit. What's the status of second day Rosh Hashanah? So we had a full discussion about this. Is it Kedushah Is it Shete Kedushot? Say Neharda'e, let me talk about this almost, almost scientifically. Says Neharda'e, Neharda'e, I'm. Again, the rabbi is from Nahar De'a. Even by Betzah, yom tob sheni, leniency, permitted, just like we are posek by sheneyamim tobim. It's talking specifically about Rosh Hashanah. How so? What was your fear? What were you thinking about? Maybe the issue is maybe Elul will be a 30-day month, in which case the second day of Rosh Hashanah. (coughs) Is the primary day. And as a result, we establish both of those days as Kiddushah, of course, because of uh, the fear, the, the fact that you point back to the Mishnah that tells you you didn't accept the witnesses. Which means to say, ultimately speaking, we're looking at this as one unit of Kiddushah because there's a viability. Of the kedusha really being in reality uh, uh, an essence on the second day. saying the Haritaya, no such thing. You'll never have the second day as an actual first day of Tishrei. The second day will always be the second day. What are you talking about? Why so? says that says <laughs> We happen to have learned this in Rosh already. Ha Barkana From the days of Ezra HaSofer and onward, he's speaking until his day. Elul We never found the month of Elul having a full thirty days. It always has twenty-nine days, which means day thirty is Rosh Hashanah. In which case, there's a particular there's particular room for leniency with regards to our issue. You're dealing with two days of Rosh Hashanah. You're gonna tell me it's Kedushot. You're gonna tell Me, one long unit, one large unit. If you're already by Yom Tov Sheni willing to tell me, ah, we know the first, okay, but we'll say, What's that? <laughs> we have a Minha <laughs> Gavutena, even by Rosh Hashanah, in terms of. A, a, a keeping it. Nahar da'ayah's claim, counter is, not with regards to the Isur of Beit and Oda Isur on But we had that on Yom <laughs> Tov Galuyot in general as well. Min ha'i gavoteinu Why are you at all keeping it? Min ha'i gavoteinu Nonetheless, we're saying Shot. So the claim is by Rosh Hashanah. we'll do that according to Nahar Da'ez as well. Morzutra returns to this matter and clarifies with regards to the mit with regards to the, okay, Nahar Da'id took us off track a little, returned us to an earlier conversation. Morzutra says, let's stay focused. We were talking about the issue of met byom tob rishon, met byom shov sheni, yom Tov rishon yit'asikubo amamin, yom Tov sheni Bo Yisrael. Amar Morzutra, Zutra, lo amaran, this permissibility is specifically ela de'ishtaheh. It's specifically in a circumstance where the body was already um, out, and uh, uh, Lishot means really to wait, it already waited on the body, and says, Rashi um, me the fear is that the body is gonna decompose, there's gonna be rotting of the body. And by extension, as the scheme as the Mefashim point out, it's not per se that it's left out, it might just be a boiling hot day, and you don't have a proper way of no, preserving. I mean, the the neshama you want to bury in the most appropriate way. Absolutely, but you also, at the same time, the Gemara says you want to have the proper dignity and honor of that person. That's honoring the neshama. If you have more hispid, the Gemara and Sanitrina, Safik is the hispid for the myth, is it for the high? But ultimately speaking, you want to have the proper eulogy, you want to have the proper crowd, the proper roba'am, and so forth, family members. Etc. So, yeah, of course we care about it. Now, what we talk about, all right, what we talk about is, is, is in these contexts without touching on it because I don't understand the matter properly, but there's an issue called Hibuta Kever. Hibuta is what's The hachamim, the mekubalim really, it's mentioned in the Gemara once or twice, but really the mekubalim, the Jewish mystics talk about this, something with regards to the neshama in the cave maybe even a physical sense in some respect has some sort of adverse negative reaction after burial. Uh, you may have been lo'aleinu but may have been at a burial on Friday afternoon uh, later in the day and so oftentimes the statement is that we have a tradition there's no hibut hakever if there's a burial from that time according to many it's specifically if you lived or being buried in Israel but regardless there's such a statement there is a question Hacham among others deals with this what if I want to, to your question uh, Eli what if I want to take the body lo'aleinu and I want to say but I don't want hibut hakever I care so much about my relative I'll leave it until tomorrow afternoon, Friday afternoon. Can I pull off such a thing and such a So we don't, we don't permit that. So in other words, to your point, we say you deal with what HaKadosh Baruch Hu dealt you, and that's the way. You didn't have him be uh, deceased on that time in that specific circumstance, you don't just leave it over. But there are circumstances. There are many where there's a person who passes away, and you leave it for a bit of time, of course, with the proper dignity and, and respect, in order so that it's dealt with properly. Anyway, the statement of illa di is, we specifically are Referring referring to a circumstance where the body would be uh, would be uh, uh, improperly dealt with if you're leaving it out. However, if the body was not uh, was not uh, coming to that point of decomposing, so then we leave the body and we allow for it to just wait a little bit longer so we can bury uh, properly and not have to deal with any yom tov issues. What's that? we're gonna have to trust the leadership and in turn the people, I guess. I guess. Maybe this is what you want, Nathan. de la His statement, even if the body is fresh and proper morgues and it's not decomposed, not going to spoil it's in proper situation, and nonetheless we bury, even if it's Al-Yedé Yisrael on Yom Tob Sheni. What's the reason? Here's what I mentioned to you earlier, and this is how we're possek. The Yom Tob Sheni legabeh met. When we're dealing with the Yom Tov Sheni, vis-a-vis, how do we envision the second day of holiday with regards to burial of a deceased? Kehol Shavuha Rabbanan. Shavuha I means they establish. Kehol, of course, means like a weekday. That's the statement of Rav Asher. Rav Asher. Get in a car. You Stenish waye. So it says Rav Asher. Really, give me a second. I want you to ask that, but not yet. Maybe yet, but then I get to yell at you. Rav Asher's statement is it's uh, Kehol shavuha Rabbanan. The second day of the holiday is uh, with regards to burial. It's like a weekday. And he gets the final word. Rav and Ravina are the last generations of Morayim. Oftentimes when they make their statements, summarizing what took place, make, putting in uh, uh, inserting their input, uh, that's how we go La And in fact, the in this matter, that's how we go. And the Gemara goes a step further with regards to how much Maris Says the Gemara, Afilu lemegaz legilimah. And this goes extends even, again, burial on second day If you need to shear in order to bring forth clothing for the deceased Says Rashi, we're not talking about tachrichin Tachrichin means the shrouds Means the actual clothing that's just going to be put on top of the body now Beyond that, something for extended honor Even that's permitted Again, not the necessary clothing for burial The bare necessities uh, but beyond that, uh, you want to put something for kabod, you want to put some sort of garment on top, some sort of cloak on top. even that's permitted. Says Rashi, that's the next line in the Gemara as well. Uleme gazle asa, asa is a reference to hadasim, you want to put hadasim, you want to put some sort of uh, good smelling uh, uh, growth on, on the body before burial. Even that, you're allowed to cut it, you're allowed to cut it, that's a melakad de'oraita, you're not allowed to do that on Shabbat, you're Not allowed to do that on Yom Tov. For kavod hamet, it's permitted. Now, those are very significant lines. It sounds like it's telling us if it's kavod hamet, circumstance, everything's permitted. So several things now just to address. First and foremost, said Morris, that's the critical line, what about driving in a car? I'm allowed to drive in a car to the cemetery? aleno. I have to be at the cemetery second day? It's a close family member? Is that permitted? Uh, the halakha on that matter is explicit. It's not talking about driving in a car, It's talking about going on an animal. It's asur. Why is it because you can get there on your feet. You're taking a car in order to ease your way. These are circumstances you couldn't do without. What's that? That's for sure permitted. That's for That's what we're taught. That's Yom Tob Sheni. But what about getting there? What about making phone calls, telling people together? Rav Moshe Feinstein pointed out in his I looked it up this morning. and says, Rav Moshe Feinstein, he says that I'm nervous in America. He says, people are making phone calls. His words are, he says, and they're driving in machines to the, uh, to the cemetery. That's how he writes it, if I remember, if I saw it correctly. As he says, I don't know about this permit. He said, I know people are permitting, and I'll talk about why they permit, but I don't think that we should should be permitting per se today in America. He says, because we have freezers that the bodies are placed into. He says, and in turn, wait until after the holiday. That's his claim, in truth, He's a bit, a bit inspired by an Ashkenazic Pesach halacha, which we'll read about in Tosafot in just a moment, which is reflected a bit in Ramah, where there was already an apprehension. There was already a fear of allowing people to bury. So Ramoshe finds in continu- continuing it says in this country, in this circumstance, based on our resources, you shouldn't per se be permitting. Does everyone follow that in the Ashkenazic world? Not to the best of my knowledge. Certainly when I lived in Washington Heights, I remember one of the rabbis of, uh, the German community, passed away, and they did a burial on Yom Top that was So it means they weren't following Rav Moshe Feinstein. And that's not his community, but in, for all intents and purposes in the Ashkenazic world, in America, they look to Rav Moshe Feinstein as the Possek, best of my knowledge, not fully accepted, and he writes in it. I know many are permitting, and I understand why, although I think that we need to be a little bit more careful. First, let's read Tosafot, and then we'll uh, you know, read from HaHam Vadya Yosef on this matter as well. Tosafot on the left-hand side, the third one, so not the word mimot, not the one tibura matkiliyom topsheni, but the third one vehaidna. Uh, but before we read Tosafot, it's best that we read a little bit more in the Gemara. I forgot to do the next words in the Gemara. So first in the Gemara, hold your, hold your finger on Tosafot, but then just uh, two more lines in the Gemara. says the Gemara, amar ravina vehaidna. Ravina says, and today, however, di'ika habare. That there are uh, naysayers, there are problematic non Jews who give us problems, as Rashi explains. So we'll discuss in a second, Hayishinan, period. We have a fear. What sort of problems do they give us? Says Rashi. This is accepted to the best of my knowledge in terms of what habare are. It's, it's ironic because we look at the word habare, we say it must be friends. It's quite the opposite. It's maybe people who give us haburot, they give us uh, 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 wounds, I don't know, something along those lines. It says Rashi, it's nations who turn to us on holidays and on Shabbat and say, work, do, uh, do labor for us. So now we have our religion. They begrudgingly allow us off. But ultimately speaking, when they'll see us on Yom Tov She'ni burying, I say, what do you mean? You told me you weren't allowed to do work. Now I realize you're all liars. Oh, says, 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 says Ravina, in turn, in the Gemara, as much as I understand you, Rav Ashe, as much as my contemporary Rav Ashe, your words, Kehol Rabbanan Yom Tov She'ni, lega I accept, you have to be careful about your surroundings. You have to understand if others see this, they might inappropriately understand it and in turn cause problems for us as a nation. It says Tosafot back to the left hand side now. Tosafot begins by quoting Rashi. So first, Vehaidna di'ika habare haishinan says Tosafot, Biresh Rashi Shekofin Israel la'asot melacha. The definition of these habare are non Jews who force, who are uh, compulsive, uh, you know, they have this this forceful uh, labor for Yisrael. Ukshu hu yom tob. And in turn, when it's Yom Tov, they, uh, they give us off. Rashi continued, and he told us, if, if they in turn see that we're burying on Yom Tov, they'll say, all right, you're all liars. This is all false. You were all along not telling us the truth. You are allowed to do work, and they'll begin to force us uh, to do work on Shabbat on Yom Tov. And continues Tosafot. Today, this is Tosafot speaking now, she'en habare. Uh, we, don't, we no longer live amidst those sorts of non-Jews who are giving us these sorts of problems. Muta, it should be permitted. Ve'en lo minyan hatiro. First and foremost, first issue of Tosafots, wait a second, if Ravina's statement was, listen to it carefully, that now we're surrounded by problematic non-Jews who will force us to do work on Yom Tov if they see us burying. so you no longer can bury, Maybe, and again, this is what I was referring to when we saw the last suga of Davar sometimes the rabbis just wonder out loud. Maybe that was a Davar The assumption of Tosafot is that was a Davar That should give everyone a, a very scary moment. Davar Ba means there's a force, means they voted on it and they established it and it was ironclad clad with regards to this prohibition. Ah, oh, that's Tosafot, wait a second. We not, might not be surrounded by those nations any longer, but this was a Davar Shebel Minyan, Ravina's generation boom, you're not allowed to bury on Top Tov Sheni. So irrespective of the reality, it's a, it's a decree which stands, says Tosafot, and here's where it gets difficult. And I mentioned this as a particular difficulty, which to the best of my knowledge, nobody fully figured out. When do we permit, when do we not? We generally speaking, a mahmir, Tosafot, and several others will tell us there are circumstances where there's leniency. Again, what are we up against? Any rabbinic decree, which has a reason attached to it, but we assume they established it with what's called Do you say when the reason falls away, that the establishment falls away? We generally speak; I'm very nervous about doing so. Peri Hadash has a full discussion about this. Tosafot here will suggest. I'll tell you before we even read it that this one, since we don't live amongst those nations, and the Davar b'aminyan was specifically because of those nations, it's permitted. They give an example. The example of Tosafot: the kevan deze hatam mishum hashasha, because since it was all just because of that fear, the suspicion of the nations, the hashasha hashasha, and we no longer have that issue. Alar hatam. The reason is gone as well. Again, when do we say that? When do we not? We didn't say it in the last sugya. What? What? <laughs> Could come back again, and then maybe it would arise again in terms of a takana, in terms of a gezerah. But what I'm saying is, we're always nervous about doing this. We oh say uh, lahatiro. You can't just say avar ha-taam, avar ha Gezirah. Not so simple. Exactly when we do so. So Agreed. There? For some reason though, hundred percent Jesse says, who says this was a Tosafot Tosafot's calling it a Again, I don't know why they're doing that, but they're assuming it was a Davashabinian, and nonetheless saying, but it's permitted. Why? Because attached to the decree, again, you can have a vote, and I can uh, we resolve the rabbis and leaders of the community that X, Y, and Z. I don't give you the reason. Chalas, according to Tosafot, you're not getting around it unless you have Davashabinian against it. However, if we say because we are fearful of so, so seems to be telling us under many circumstances you'd have a permissibility. That's right. So interestingly, Charles, Charles says uh, uh, before I read onward and told just to address Charles's question, Charles says, hey, isn't there an i'nyan for the myth, for kavod to bury as quickly as possible? We say it all the time. So you tell me because the body's not going to decompose, all right, but for the butt, so Rav Moshe Feinstein says every person who's deceased wants his family members to be with Shomet Torah Misvot. If the ba- the deceased person realized or knows in the world to come or whatever you know wherever they are that their family members are violating Shabbat or Yom Tov because of them, they would want the delay. In other words, that is Kavod That's his statement. How, how would you honor the body if it's on Yom Tov if you can't? Call people to come and nobody's gonna come. You have to wait until after, and in truth, in truth, in, in, for that sort of stuff, in truth, before we read onward in Tosafor, I mentioned this as well, just get it in at this point. In terms of our Hevra, in terms, of, I didn't read it from Chacham Vadia, but, yeah, but I'll tell you, in terms of our Hevra, it's only the family members who are going to actually be involved, who go in the car, the car is driven by a non-Jew so that they can return afterwards, and we really, we don't send a whole delegation, we don't, we don't not even makpid on a minyan on Yom Tov, whoever fits in the car and is going to be involved and buried, that's it. Nobody else goes in that circumstance. You say it's a little less of the honor, it's a little less, but at the same, agreed, agreed, but. A Shabbat or, or, or holiday? You're saying, would we bury on Yom Tov Rishon as a result? Yeah, so our Gemara is telling us Yom Tov Rishon. We would today wait until Yom Tov Sheni. That's what we do, ir- irrespective of the circumstance. Right, anyway, Tosafot gives an analog. They give an example of where we find there's a gezerah, but it got annulled, even though in the eyes of Tosafot it was a davash sheba minyan. <laughs> Tosafot continues and say, you should know, the Gemara sechet Abu zara more than once describes something called maim migulin. May migulin was a circumstance where if an exposed beverage was out, uh, you're not supposed to drink from it afterwards why are you not supposed to drink from it afterwards because perhaps a snake came drank from it and in turn or alternatively just injected it with poison and as a result the rabbi said it's dangerous to drink from it that says Tosafot this is not me this is not a newfangled approach it's in Shohanaruch in turn from Tosafot so we don't have those sorts of snakes amidst us any longer this gezerah is no longer in place I learned in a difficult way that many people in the community nonetheless Gaon now all the way back but for them Still, still practice this. Their father, their grandfather taught them we don't drink exposed beverages, and kuala kavod to them. But Tosafot's statement over here is, which the reason was attached to it, it no longer applies any longer. We don't have those sorts of snakes. I did at some point, maybe a year or two, maybe three years ago, a full class in which I discussed. The development of this halacha, its applicability once upon a time and today, and understanding it and so on and so forth. But for our purposes, Tosafot brings it as an example. Another situation where there was an ironclad takana, gezerah, but the reason fell away, and in turn the gezerah and takana fall away. These are interesting and important to keep in mind because we have these sorts of questions all the time. What happens when the reasoning falls away? Now it's never simple. Oh, it's for sure going to be now we've got an old. There's always details, intricate circumstances, and consequences. But anyway, Tosafot now continues This is really, wanted to learn that together with you But I really wanted to address the next part Tosafot now quotes from Rabbeinu Tam Rabbeinu Tam's name was Rabbi Yaakov ben Meir was The grandson of Rashi And his practice, his instruction on this matter Might be somewhat surprising Umikom akom Rabbeinu Tam haya oser Tam would not allow for burial on the holiday And this was before uh, freezers and morgues of today um, there was a ma'asin somewhere in, I assume, northern France. Someone passed away in yom The community, the family members, maybe wanted to bury. got angry at them. He yelled at them. and he sent to them based on the gemara Ma and אינן בני תורה ואתם בני תורה כדי איתה בשבת שלא לקבור מת ביום טוב שני משום דלא בני תורה נינו ואתה לזלזולה, לזלזולה ב... The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat describes a specific community, B'nei Bashiachar, name of the community, and over there, there was a prohibition for them to bury on Yom Tov Sheni, the Gemara says, because they weren't B'nei Torah, they weren't appropriately grounded in Torah and Mitzvot, and the fear was they'd come to zilzul, to not respecting Yom Tov Sheni. The the, the explanation as a result says, Rabbeinu Tamas, you guys think you're better than them? So in the time of the Gemara, there was a community. They weren't considered B'nei Torah, and they had a fear that they were going to be Mizalzel and Yom tov. They couldn't bear it. But you guys, your community is okay? You guys, uh, you desti- determined, you decided you're okay? This is what I was mentioning, the Ashkenazic approach. He's saying our Gemara, as much as our Gemara could be binding, it never actually is. Because we always fear that the masses are not going to understand this properly. And what's his proof for this? A Gemara and Shabbat, where there was one case, Maase Shehaya, where they feared the community. Aval Hari, Ri of Dampier, was Holek on Rabbeinu Tam. Amar de enze dimayon. He says, Don't compare this, our circumstance in today's day and age of burial in our community, to that case of that community. The Gemara, he quotes in talks about something which was prohibited from the rabbis to eat. Uh, the Gemara talks over there about something called tormus, Turmuz, I think it's a lupine. I'm not sure exactly what that is. Some sort of vegetable. It's ne'chal Hi, without getting into the details, there was a fear if it's made by a non-Jew, you shouldn't be eating it. But it's permitted. Vegetables, which are cooked by non-Jews, are permitted to eat. There's no problem of ma'achalei akum, again, without getting into the specifics and particulars. Nonetheless, the Gemara over there says that there was a prohibition in one specific circumstance for them to be eating from them. Why not? Because they're not ben Torah because they won't understand this properly. They'll be eating vegetables made by non-Jews, and then they'll get involved with the non-Jews, even though technically speaking it's permitted. Says ri, but we eat those vegetables made by non-Jews. You see, we do consider our community uh, ben Torah to a certain extent. That's a fascinating debate they have over here. You know, we generally speaking, based on several gemarot assume, there's a certain diminishment in terms of communal connectedness to God, uh, 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 understanding and commitment and all that sort of business. That's really the question over here between Rabbeinu Tam and Ri. Could we, should we assume that in today's day and age we're better than any community from the time of the Gemara? Says Rabbi Tamir, he's kidding me? Even the lowest you're not doing better than? Says Ri, not so fast. I'll bring you examples of where you can. It's a fascinating thing you have over here uh, with regards to this mahlok between uh, Tosafot and uh, Rabbeinu Tamir. If you now c- uh, skip down to uh, two lines before they get wide. Again, what Tosafot fills in over there for Ri is the example of the non-Jewish food which was per- not permitted for them but is permitted for us. Now, uh, two lines before the lines get wide. Uh this uh Rabbenu uh, defends <laughs> Rabbenu uh, Tam He says, listen, it's true that today we'll eat foods that sometimes they didn't eat back then. That's done <laughs> Each person does it in their home. There's nothing that's called avsham <laughs> there's nothing inappropriate on a communal level burial on Yom Tov She'ni, do you understand what that's going to do? To the guy across the street who never goes to Knis, to the guy down the block who doesn't know anything about anything, he's going to hear burial. Ah, you see, I told you all along, my way of life is right. And as a result, there's a particular fear when it comes to Yom Tov. What's, what's Rabbi Tam going to tell you? I'm not fully clear. In other words, if it's going to be a hips to the body, I assume he's going to be permitting. He's yeah, going to say, "What are we going to do? We have to be kavot hamet, and we have to dis- the dispense of this issue." But under <laughs> most I circumstances, mean, to. Yeah, t- I gotcha. Yeah, it's on Yom Tov, yeah, and you have Shabbat afterwards. I, I think Rabenu Tam in that, and have have in that circumstance might be permitting, but under most <laughs> circumstances, I'm not certain. It'll be a question of decomposing no, I, I, of the body. Says it, it Yom Tov Rishon in the. Also oh, then no question. Rabin Utam will tell you. Yeah. Uh, he's saying it's of Shamilta, it's more than maritain. It's a fear that the community are going to diminish in the stature of the day. Tosafot concludes in the name of Rabin Utam that perhaps that perhaps even today we have a we have a similar situation to those habareh. Maybe the nations who surround us, even today says Rabbeinu Tam in his day and age, will give us problems if we're burying on Yom Tov Sheni. In short, just to summarize the class very briefly, in terms of burial on Yom Tov Sheni, we talked about our practice to read it for a moment from the words of Chacham Yosef, and we'll conclude with this, writes Chacham Yosef, he says, I'm reading from his Hazon Ovadiyah Hilchot Yom Tov, Tov Rishon, She'en mitasekin al goyim day of Yom Top it's only by non-Jews that's what we saw that when it comes the second day Yom Top anything that's for the Kavod HaMet Yisrael can do Veda however no you should be walking to do it you're going to be taking the car you don't go in the car it's not necessary. only for the Chavra with the absolute bare necessity and as I told you and the very close family relatives who are going to be involved in the burial itself. Non-Jewish driver. If you don't have a non-Jewish driver in Israel, I guess you only have Arabs who aren't available. Israel can be driving Under those circumstances, absolute necessity. If it's a non-Jewish driver, they can then return after. Now he's referring to that Moshe Feinstein, where we have proper morgues. If the person who's the rabbi of the community, of the congregation, fears, are uh, they going to take this in the wrong direction? i.e. Rab Moshe Feinstein's fear To the best of my knowledge in today's day and age in our community, however, we do the Kivura on Yom Tov cheni based on the procedures and instructions that we discussed. Amen, Amen.